Hello everyone and welcome to the Two Haven't Roll podcast. My name is Oliver. In this show, Robin and I spoke with Kenny of Kenny Cosplay Stuff. Kenny is a cosplayer of over 10 years. He is a costume crafter for his cosplays. His craft and his cosplay skills have taken him around the world doing cosplay competitions. Kenny has also represented the UK at international competition level as well. He now runs a cosplay-focused event called Cosexpo which is focused on getting people into the hobby of cosplay. It hosts workshops, meetups, photo shoot opportunities, and a cosplay competition. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you thumbs up and subscribe. If you are listening on your favorite audio podcast platform, leave us a nice review. That will help other people find us. And with that out of the way, let's get to the conversation with Kenny. have actually done that Kenny we like literally sat down when we first started podcasting it was just me and Robin talking about our I think it was like one of our LARP experiences and we sat down and what I had done is I had paused it on OBS to have a break and I was like all right we'll go have a break and I paused it and I came back I thought I clicked play again and then we talked for another hour (laughs) I was so angry (laughs) and i was like you know what yeah that was the thing it was like what do we do do we come back and like because it was like a break like do we do we just do the record another day because you get you get so frustrated that you've done that (laughs) or do we just carry i think we just carried on it was not we carried on we we had we had a break we we got through it (laughs) i don't think you can notice i don't think if you listen to the podcast i don't think you notice because the the thing that was funny though is that i think i'm pretty sure we talked about different things that we talked about the first time, even though we were retreading the same, you know, uh, topics, because we were like, "Why did we leave it off?" Oh, I think we left it off here. Okay, and then we just went through it again, <laughs> and it was fine. Fine. <laughs> so we may as well get started, Kenny. Uh, we know you from cosplay. You're our first cosplay guest, actually, because we've had. Yeah, you are. Exciting. Yeah, exciting, yeah, because we had, um, you know, we, we've we've done a we've done a fair few D and D guests and lots of LARP guests because we're like big into LARP, and every time we talk about LARP and why we, we're really into LARP now is we're always saying to everyone, yeah, we came via like cosplay, you know, that was like our passion for the costumes and then the, the role play in the costumes. That's kind of what led us in. So Kenny, what, uh, how did you, how did you get started in the whole, in the whole cosplay scene? Well, I started off being cheap. Um, mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. My friend said, oh, do you want to go to Comic-Con? And well, my image of Comic-Con, kind of like everyone else who's not a nerd, um, was uh, you know, the stuff from Big Bang Theory, you have to dress up. You have to know everything about, you know, whatever franchise it is. It's always completely one-themed, Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever else. And I'm like, yeah, I'll hit it up, whatever. Yeah. So I bought a hoodie and a, one of those uh, cheap blades from uh, eBay uh-huh. um, yeah. <laughs> to go as Desmond Miles from Assassin's oh, Creed. Oh, that's a classic that. one. That, but that's a yeah. classic basic. Co- I'm pretty sure I've done that as well, actually. I'm pretty <laughs> Middle sure. of May. Yeah. Sun blazing down. I was in the stick hoodie. I was like, I can't, I can't take this off because it's a part of the costume. <laughs> Only like two people recognized it. And I had a picture of them. The two other people that was in the queue, we uh-huh. were in this exact same hoodie with the exact same blade. <laughs> Casual <laughs> as hell. So we all took a group photo. I'm like, yeah! 
we it did. Was, I did too. Cosplaying. It was a good, yeah, because it was like it was popular then as well. Was like yeah. it was really, really popular. In fact, actually, what year? What year was that? I'm, I'm assuming the year. What uh, year was Two thousand and probably thirteen. Oh yeah. Oh. So you... I can look through Google Photos and I'll send you a f- picture afterwards to put it on. Yeah. This, Yes. You know, two thousand and thirteen, dude. So you're like, you're like coming up on, you're on, you're on, you're on your tenth year of cosplay, then, right? Oh, something like that. I, I feel like the last few years, don't, not really done much. Don't count, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, got there. I dressed up and I just saw all these costumes, and you know, Iron Man was fairly new at the time. Well, yeah. not that new, but newish. People were dressed up as that, and I was like, oh, I'm, I want one of those how much will it cost so i went home started typing on the internet three and a half grand six grand for an iron man suit and plus back in those days 3d printing was not accessible no um so it was extra expensive so three to six grand for a costume three grand for something that's not sanded and you have to do that. I'm like, I ain't doing that. There was probably less demand as well because cosplay yes, was less sure. popular as well. You know, there was yeah. less kind of smaller creators doing lots of things like that. I imagine. Yeah, and then I thought, well, someone else can make it out of puzzle mats. I got puzzle mats down at Halfords. I'll start buying puzzle mats from Halfords. Fantastic, because everyone was doing colored mats, and when the paint chipped, it looked terrible. But like, yeah. oh, these are cheaper, two or three quid. But if I pay a tiny bit more, ten quid for five pieces. In fact, I didn't do that. I went to you know trespass the camping shop yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah i bought shop. the cheapest roll mats ever you know the blue ones that are so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah the ones you're supposed to be sleeping yeah. on apparently <laughs> yeah 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 um bought that for a fiver a roll so i bought like 100 quids worth of rolls and they were like what the hell are you doing yeah for for making costumes <laughs> not for sleeping on and then every time the paint chipped off it was blue so it looked terrible and then i discovered the halfords uh, floor mat mats they were expensive as hell but worth it yeah yeah um, i remember then... that actually with floor mats i remember people going oh yeah floor mats floor mats before you had companies making uh like custom eva foam for yeah uh cosplayers and everyone was like oh like a lot of the youtubers the like, american youtubers were like floor mats and i'm like well, like 12 pound for like you know a, a, few, a, yeah. a few and i need a ton i've got to sand them for like an hour yeah. <laughs> um oh i well, another sidetrack. I did look into stock in foam, like kind of like polyprops did before polyprops even existed. But yeah. you had to buy ten thousand mats because they all stamp it with the pattern. And if you do it custom, you have to do order it in ten thousand mats. I'm like, nah, no thanks. I don't think I can raise enough money to distribute. <laughs> yeah, and you, yeah. You need to make sure people keep buying it as well. You know. Yeah, I know. Something like that only takes. I mean, it's probably a good thing you didn't, because then I don't know polyprops might have like appeared, and everyone's like, "Oh, we're going, we're going over here now." And you're like, "What the f- am I going to do with, with all yeah, these?" Yeah, I know. Mats? <laughs> oh, <it's cold. laughs> but yeah, everything's so much more accessible now. Materials are getting cheap because there's competition, etc. Yeah. That kind of stuff. But anyways, back to how I got started, and I just started googling yeah. um, everything cut and glue that's all i knew really with a hot glue gun that didn't cost much a very very blunt blade because i didn't know you can even change a blade on a <laughs> one of those uh what do you call it hobby knives well it doesn't come with yeah. blades so i have to buy a new knife so I'm not, I'm not buying a new knife and you're like so I just use this blunt thing and trying to saw my way through foam and uh that was yeah, that was the shit yeah we've all been there yeah but it's quite an ambitious um was it intentional like the ambition of like i want to do 
the Iron Man thing, and yeah, I'll probably learn a lot more doing that way, or did you just have no idea, and you're like, ah, oh, I could probably do that? I was like, hey, it can't be that hard. I like Iron Man. I'm gonna be Iron Man, so... You know? <laughs> Iron Man. How do I make that? It can't be that hard. Other people's made it, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> it looked awful. It looked really bad. I'm sure I'm sure it looked I'm sure it looked great though. I'm sure it looked great. Was that in 2003? That was the same year as your investment yeah. one. Yeah. I, well, I just literally went home and just went, "Oh, I'm obsessed. I'm going to go look." Yeah. And then I went to the next Comic-Con which was October, obviously. Um, yeah. The big ones anyways. Yeah. And then from there I got addicted really. Yeah. It's more like an addiction than a hobby, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. And then yeah. It t- takes over your entire <laughs> life. Yeah, exactly. Well, Yes, it did because before I met Amy, um, my now fiance, I can say that Con- now. Congratulations, um, <laughs> thank you. Congratulations. Uh, I took all of my holidays, my 25 days off from my day job a year, all of it was going to cons. Yeah, um, every yeah. single one. I'd not had a holidays in the last well, seven out of the 10 years I've been cosplaying. Yeah, and now I have I use my holidays for holidays, I can't go to cons. No surprise. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing i mean we got we got to the stage of that but that's the a lot of the time we would be like should we go on a holiday and i'm like well, i'd prefer to like you know do something you know i'd prefer to be like have something that i'm excited for and working towards yeah um, did, did you ever because i know you started doing competitive cosplay and we'll, we'll definitely brush on that but did you ever get a a burnout with it like especially oh, if you started now drinking... i am burnt out all the time the last half of the 10 years i've been doing it mm. it's burnt out i've just sent a picture in the chat by the way Ooh. that was my first what? costume that's good <laughs> i like it but compared to <laughs> i can read your face robin <laughs> i mean for a i first... tried that was your first cosplay yeah compared like... to the second image that's coming through i learned quite a lot from there yeah. uh i think my fourth attempt but it's I think this was that sunny con was taken. So it's quite a lot has changed. Yeah, yeah I, I like how you've actually because I know a lot of cosplayers have done that thing where they have taken a cosplay of a character that they really, really do love um, and want to to improve on, and have made several versions throughout the years. And I think that really does show like how how much you've sort of like learned over the years, and it's just like comparing the very first image of your your first iron man with the the last one you're like wow that is that is incredible <laughs> that, that's just change that's the fourth iron man suit they're all technically the same but completely different at the same time just yeah different versions same yeah. techniques really oh yeah. i've seen i've seen that through so, <laughs> yeah so, so did you like obviously over the years then you pick up other techniques but then also you like you say things become more accessible like 3d printing and like yes. certain materials and resin and you're like this comes out you're like if i knew that when i made the first time and then i would have done that is that one of the reasons for for redoing it definitely not no. um because well it, it's i wouldn't class it as redoing the same costume because it's completely well uh, if you know iron man you know they're completely different suits anyway it's yeah. not the same suit over and over I get it, yeah. patterns that kind of stuff but um every costume i do i pick up new skills or try to experiment mm. um like the latest one uh the the one i sent you with the difference the skill i learned from that is how to 
well, make it really shine compared to the previous one. Because previously, I spent a lot of money on Plastidip because, you know, the cosplayers um, that were huge at the time were like uh, Negri and uh, Kamui and yeah. like, oh, Plastidip, Plastidip. I'm like, that's £15 a can because we don't live in the US and wherever else. So I spent at least 300 on Plastidip. That was absolutely painful. Yeah. But going back on it, now to coat co- foam, really, to seal it, cost me seven quid. Yeah. So yeah. what would yeah. you would you use now to seal it? X Flex all day. I yeah. I swear by that. Yeah. Um, it's cheap. Yeah. It's seven quid for a gigantic bottle. That's enough to well for this suit. They coated it three and a half times. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> I need seven layers to make it really shine. So it was two bottles basically. Yeah, and that stuff is already shiny, right? I feel like it's PV- mm, close I, I, enough. It's like it's like PVA based, isn't it? It's like it's it's that type of when I use it, I'm like, oh, this is like PVA. It smells like PVA, mm-hmm. but it's definitely more flexible than PVA. And that, well, going back to PVA, you mentioned, mm. it's not as bad as what people think. It doesn't crack as easily as people think. Mm-hmm. Um, PVA does work, but it's more effort. But you know, for seven quid, I yeah. PVA is two for seven. You don't have to mix it right. You have to oh, have to wait for it to dry. Yeah. It's colored. Well, you know, yeah. it's twenty twenty three. Everyone loves, loves colored things now. Yeah, yeah. Paint people, etc. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, that's the thing. With, like, it's, yeah, because I was always surprised that people ignored PVA because everyone was like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. wood glue and this, that, the other, and uh, what was the other one? Yeah. Gesso as well. That was another one everyone used to rave about. I don't know if they still yeah, do. Yeah, Mod Pot. Oh yeah, mod, mod. yeah, mod, 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 mod. That's pretty. pretty, pretty <laughs> what is it? Pretty is it much. Mod, we always used to say it wrong. Is it mo, it's mod? Pod, is it pod? Pod. Pod. Podge. Mod. Pod. Because I feel I like I'm going to Google it. Because wasn't there like? Is it? Because I'm pretty sure there was a YouTube. No, no, Robin's right. Yeah. Mod podge. Mod, mod. There we pod. go. But yeah, because I'm pretty sure there was. Was it like game. Evil Ted Smith or so? Someone who was yeah, quite Evil well. Ted, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I'm pretty sure it was him. It was very like on, on that beginning wave of like real popularity, mm. and I'm pretty sure he used to call it Mod Podge, and it became a bit of a thing. And everyone was just like, "I use Mod Podge," and then it got really confused. And I looked at the bottle one day, I was like, "It's Mod Podge." Yeah, but that's different in the UK. It's literally just wood glue as opposed to PVA glue. Apparently, there's a difference there. But <sighs> yeah, either is fine. Um, for my earlier costumes even the garen costume and the first iron man costume um they were all pva they'd never cracked you just have to be more patient i think the problem with people using pva is they splatter it on and coat it really thick and when it's thick and not dry then it starts cracking but if you do really thin layers and brush on and do you know six or seven layers over a week or something once a day it's fine people don't it doesn't yeah, just I guess different techniques of using the same thing yeah. makes a difference. What's it like in the in the heat? Because I've I've I think I yeah it's fine. <laughs> I, that, that was the one thing about um about like especially when there were a lot most of the content creators that warbler. made yeah they had warbler and a lot of them were like in the states as well and they'd be like oh yeah I don't use this because like it melts in my car and it's not it's not really an issue we tend to have in the UK you know it's, it's... no there was this phase where people use warbler for everything Mm -hmm. and i just didn't see the appeal yes some of garen had warbler Mm -hmm. um those ones i definitely stayed put in a cool box inside a car not a cool box but inside a box in a car that doesn't heat up as much but i had a friend 
back then who made a Master Chief costume out of Warbler. Uh-huh. That melted on the back of the car. I was like, me with my Garen suit, like, hey, look at me, I'm still alright. A Master Chief out of Warbler. I mean, that, that sounds... Yeah, that's, I was just about to say that sounds heavy as hell and very uncomfortable. Well, that's the thing with Warbler as well. I mean, I, I made something just a couple of years ago for literally for a photo shoot and it was my, my D&D character and I made basically, I feel like Warbler sort of like, like top section. I thought this would be great. And I drove um, three hours um, to go get this photo shoot done and it was the hottest day of the year. Got oh, out no. and we were there and it was awful to the point where the entire Warbler had not only melted, but it reformed around me to the point where it was such a snug fit and then we'd cooled down we'd gone like back to one of our houses i had a few drinks and everything i was like i'm gonna get changed and i was like i'm stuck in this like i'm trapped this is not happening um we're gonna have to figure something out we have to go into a hot room or something and since then i've just um sweeped all the warbler away it's in a box but i just no you didn't even buy that warbler though because that was the thing is warbler used to be the thing and they used to yeah used to like because i think we won it in a competition didn't we and it was just like there's loads of it we're like we ever going to use this and you're like i'll use it for my D&D character you know but it looks un- it looks uncomfortable all the time. <laughs> it does. There is a place for warbler, like shin pads and um, what do you call it? The thing that rubs, uh, well, things that rub in underarms, or just you know pads, etc. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. If yeah, you yeah. coat it warbler with a bit of leather on top of it, it looks much better than foam with leather. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and bottom of shin pads, you know, arm guards, that kind of stuff, where your wrist and yeah. your ankles rub all the time. I found they it- work great. Yeah. I found it had a real good effect for like uh, kind of natural looking stuff, like like scales and because a lot of people oh, use yeah, it for yeah, armor, yeah. right? And yeah, I thought it used to look really good when people used to like do dragon scales and things like that with it. And it just I don't know what it was. It must have just been like the texture that just made it look really good. It was that what? thing that you did with it once. You got because Oliver did a comedian cosplay and he decided to make the mask out of black. <laughs> That's when I used all that. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so he cut it all out. Went great. How do I shape it? <laughs> Well, my face is here. He heated it up oh, and he no. put it on his face. It was fine. <laughs> it's just so, so it was great. It was fine. And then... <laughs> it, was perfectly, it was perfectly on me, you know? And then all I did was get some, like, on the day, just got some double-sided tape and just stuck it. Just, was just it? On my face. I did something similar as well, but I think I thought about it. <laughs> so <laughs> instead of it. putting it directly onto my face, yeah. I had some clay that kind of shaped around the you know how fat my face is because uh, I got really chubby cheeks, and then sculpted the clay mask, and then after the clay dried, put the warbler on the clay mask that fitted to my face yeah. rather than directly on. Yeah, see now I have a I actually have a form of my head form, you know, which I was going to use to like make. Uh, make face prosthetics and a beard oh, yeah. and not but i've never got around to doing it oh how did you get one of those did you make it yeah yeah we we went um we went we went before we started recording we went, mentioned tom and sorenzo yeah we went uh to his one day and yeah i did the whole entombing myself in a head cast um and thing is i'm not i'm not like a, i'm just like no, no i'm not a panicky person like that i'm like yeah i'll be fine yeah, I but do it. <laughs> it, yeah it's not it's not pleasant because yeah you you just you you can only br- obviously just breathe out of your nose and then you yeah. have to just wait and just sit there and just listen to the people because like robin and i think it was like robin and tom just just completely covered me so it's like all this you have all the stuff on they just start putting layers and layers yeah 
on you and then because you can obviously still see a little bit light through your eyelids and then it just gets darker and darker and darker and then you, you obviously then you can't hear because you so you're just hearing muffled voices and all i hear is just like a tom saying a robin like oh yeah careful when you put it in because his eyeballs are right there and i'm like feeling the pressure <laughs> and I'm just like and he's just like and it was just like okay you kept tapping him on the shoulder like you okay and it was just a thumbs up like every, every time it was, it was like halfway through or something and he was like did you remember to put cotton wool in that side of his ear? And I was like, I think I did. I think we did. Oh, we'll find out soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, well, now you can do um, body scanning now, head scanning, even with your phone. That's absolutely Wait, mental. You just, yeah, you can do it. Um, Especially with the iPhone apps. It's better mm-hmm. than the Android one so far. Mm-hmm. Scan your face. You can just print it. It tidies it up your, itself. No shit. Um. So can you do that for like um, can can you do it like without printing it? Can you do it for like sizing and things like that? Yes, for... yes. Well, your whole body is going to take a bit more tidying up to do, but yeah. head yeah. scans. People put dots on their face. It gives you tutorial, loads of tutorial now on YouTube. Really, holy crap! And it just does that, yeah. Yeah, that's and amazing. Even at MCM, there was a body scanning. That's like seventy quid to get your body scan. I think bad. I... Uh, uh, oh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, well, I remember there there being it being a thing, and people were going to get it done literally because yeah. like, oh, you get it done once and then you got the files that literally have all your dimensions. You know? Yeah, uh, you don't even need to get it printed out. Obviously, you know. I'm kind of gutted I didn't because I thought, hey, seventy quid is well expensive because I'm poor and cheap. I yeah. wasn't going to pay it, but I regret not doing it to be honest. Yeah, yeah, because then you you've just got the digital file there, and you're like, yeah, I want to make a, mm. you know, I want to make a, a gauntlet, even if it's just uh, I don't know some lower leg armor or something like that, and then you've literally just got a little model there that you can go like, oh, there's the dimensions. Well, like that That's... Jamie Lannister hand that you made, that like a big part of that was casting your hand to begin with and getting all that sorted out and stuff, and um, before you could go ahead and make the actual hand itself. So that took up most of the time for that. Yeah, yeah. Is is that was that an interesting side of um, cosplay for you, Kenny? Doing like the problem solving part of it, though. Yeah, absolutely. That's my whole day job. Um, yeah. I problem solve. That's mm-hmm. uh, with my job with software and stuff. Yeah, because uh, I work in support. Um, boring i problem solve go home problem solve it's fun hey <laughs> if I mean, you want to do it hey people have to do it otherwise we've just have problems you know yes. yeah um <laughs> back to the problem solving side yeah there are loads people were mixing um sailors with white spirits to water it down like i ain't doing that in my house and then you just keep trying and trying other ways researching and eventually you discover something that works for you i guess yeah because yeah. loads of stuff yeah it might be convenient but do you have the money for it? People can rave about it on YouTube. Oh, you must buy Plasti Dip. I got sucked into that um, craze, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, uh, is this real realistic? Do I really need to spend three hundred pounds on Plasti Dip to cover it? I may as well buy a costume at that point. Yeah, yeah, you're going <laughs> to that stage, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I think we were the same with Plasti. I think I used it like a couple of times, and then was like, nah, this isn't. Yeah. Isn't for me it was messy and it was horrible and i was like and it smelled yeah and it, it smelled and it's just it's just liquidized rubber isn't it you know yeah yeah so um you you went on i know when uh we saw you at a convention um we'll talk about competitions a bit but you mentioned that you went to uh a court like a prop making course when you first started yes yeah, i did yeah, i did tell us, about, tell us about that yeah that was um i think a couple of years after i first started mm-hmm. i thought well Artifacts offered a new thing. Mm-hmm. They yeah. make props all day, every day. Yeah. And 
you know, yeah, it's expensive, but I don't know what I'm doing. I mm. get a professional to help yeah. um, or teach me something. Mm-hmm. And it was so valuable, that one. Yeah. They they taught me skills I wouldn't use, obviously, because they have their, their way. But it opened up a world of, well, foam is not just 2D, because from that point, and before that point even, I've only ever used Pepecura. Um, so find or create your own Pepecura files from games and whatever else, yeah. slice it. And then it's all 2D because paper is 2D. And then you have to, every angle, you have to cut new piece, stick it together, sand it, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but you can think foam as 3D. You can bend foam, obviously you can shape it, yeah. but you can carve it like, or you can sculpt it even. If you layer two or three blocks together, yeah. Yeah, it's harder to sculpt, but you can cut it and it becomes solid block. Yeah. So well, you say it when I say it out loud, that's really obvious. But to someone with absolutely no art, skills or experience that was mind-blowing yeah yeah. and the biggest thing i took away was um finishing how the finishing is as important as building yeah building's fun problem solving is fun but if you have a good build but a crap paint job that also affects it yeah that was always my my weakness or it's the other way around it's you know crap build good paint job covers all the your mistakes yeah so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so, so finishing is still really freaking important. That was always my problem. I would be like, I would, I would get a piece of photo, and I'm like, yeah, great. Because I mean, I have like, I work with tools in my job. Basically, use my tools to, yeah, use. I've got a sanding machine. I'm like, oh yeah, these people are using sanding sticks. I've got a belt sander like that, and it look amazing. But did I know how to paint and finish? Uh, so I would like paint it up, and it would just be this fluffy piece of, shit. and I'm like, oh, it looked really good when I primed it. <laughs> now it looks. <laughs> And now it looks awful. Um, yeah, you mentioned tools. That's another huge thing I learned from Artifix because, well, belt sander, my God, I cannot live without it. As soon as I left that course, they gave me some practice on the swords that um, they made with us there. I just bought a belt sander. It was 100-something pounds. Yeah, it's very expensive for someone who doesn't have money, yeah. but it was so worth it. I still use it, and I've not replaced it in the what seven years I was, since i bought it it's covered in crap yeah well that's the good thing about uh if you're using it on foam like foam doesn't wear down the the the, the, be- the belt so you can be cheap as hell with it you know I oh think... my god i've only replaced the belt once because it snapped <laughs> because i was sanding something i shouldn't have sanded but the smoother the belt the less you replace it the smoother the foam finishes and people go oh my god you sanded that i'm like yeah on a belt sander can't do it on a dremel well you can but you are limited by your shakiness of your hands, really. Yeah, and the the, the thing is, it's yeah. so convenient. Like, cause I like I was using it to like make make the shields and things like that for LARP, and I was like, it, it's it's so good to finish on a belt sander that I was like, even little bits that I really had no it shouldn't have been using a belt sander to do. I yeah. was like, ah, oh, no, it's just so good. I'm just gonna like get, I'm gonna like do a handstand <laughs> or something and try and get and try and get this edge. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I, I've done, like um, uh, recently, I made a load of little, little knives and things for, for 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 LARP, and I thought, you know, belt sand it because I want this nice clean blade on here. Belt sander, nice and easy. And I think I had done it on the belt sander. I was like, great. And there was a little bit, and I was like, I'll just get the Dremel. And yeah, like you just said, with the shaky hand, I went to do it, moved across, 
<laughs> so that's it off it goes let's uh do it again and we're only using the belt sander i will change the shape of this to make it work for the belt sander yeah so yeah back to the training course um mm. those are the skills i took away with it but skills that didn't um well they do a lot of larping and i think that's where they started out yeah. larping props etc so they use a lot of latex and dipping latex i was like oh this smells absolutely horrible no chance oh i started using it bought some latex yeah it was expensive at the time again it's not accessible um all that prep latex you have to you know watch for drips when it dries you can't sand it so it was a lot of practice i had to do and i thought nah this ain't for me so again you can learn things but it just might not be for you and yeah. for me it's as cheap as possible and as quick as possible that's interesting that like artifacts so i kind of i kind of heard that that's where they start and that's why they used all the, the latex because that's what i mean like the cosplay thing blew up and everyone's like oh yeah go and get foam mats and go do this and this is how you uh cover foam and it's like well but the laughing industry had been doing it for Years. For, for years they've been making foam weapons for years but the big difference and this is what we've learned we've, we've come from the other way so we were doing cosplay stuff and now we have to make if we're making larp stuff like it has it has to be functional for larp you can't just be like oh yeah i'll just i'll just cover it in warbler and then you can't just go and hit someone with it <laughs> you know yeah that's another thing kind of like breakdancing um back in the days when someone did a backflip people blew their mind like people have done backflips for centuries but <laughs> cosplay is the same kind of logic yeah. um everything is new and exciting our movie industry been doing it for years larp's been doing it for years um now people are starting to bring in i don't know if you noticed that just just pre-pandemic years mm -hmm. um people are starting to use servos and screens and those kind of stuff yeah, and even just a light that's hooked on directly to um, a battery, a strip light, people blow their minds and go, "Oh my god, it lights up!" Yeah, yeah. That's, do, it's like it's a light and a battery, man. But, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, but like we uh, we we definitely found when we started. Oh, show us, show us. Yeah, this right. This is just quite literally a strip light from eBay hooked up to a nine volt battery with a switch on it. Oh my god, it lights up. Oh. Lights up. Oh. <laughs> People's minds are blown by that and I don't know why. There's no programming involved. Nothing. No yeah. no microcontroller. It's just plugged into a 9 volt. Yeah. If it blows up, it blows up. Yeah. I don't even have any resistors in it. Just 9 volt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but like we definitely Scary, you know? <laughs> found... Cause we, we, started, we started cosplaying 2015, 16? Like, somewhere like that. Um, um, and then... Our first um time going to anything like that was actually 2013 um that was our first sort of like oh, yeah. oh my gosh what is this yeah, we had no what idea is what this happening. new yeah. world and then it was 2015 that we actually started cosplaying yeah. <laughs> and, but we did notice that like as we the more we got into it first it seemed to be like big phone builds it was just like oh and that they were the shit you know and then everyone did big phone builds and like you said then someone would come in with like some some a uh, 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 vape machine and everyone's like oh my god and then then the following convention <laughs> then following year every every costume had to have some sort of vape machine did, have you did you find that too or was it just us yeah um that just brings to the competitive cosplay side of things yeah it yeah. is so difficult people who don't enter don't get it no 
no so yeah so that, that's what oh, we yeah. kind of found like so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about competitive cosplay because that's what we to be honest that's kind of what burnt us out we love com competition but we got to the stage where we were like spending a lot of money and especially where we were living before we were spending a lot of money going to conventions and being like we're not having because we've been to, we've been to the, once you've been to one convention it's we were it's seeing the same higher. vendors we're like no the reason we're going now is to do the cosplay and the cosplay competitions um and we we were stressing ourselves out about it we got to the point where we're like oh we want to do this and we, you know we, we're, we're making plans and we're like are we actually enjoying this and then the pandemic happened and then we just kind of we went well, that's it that's a good break time but yeah the thing that we we did really find competitive wise it was just like you ended up being like oh well i know that person is going to have leds in their costume so should I do something with LEDs? And then you show oh, up to the competition, it's the, and it's oh. it's like a frickin' it's like the it's like the Blackpool Illuminations in the in the lineup, you know, because everyone's got lights on. It's the checklist. It was the, the checklist of okay, have I used leather work here? Yes. Have I used fabric? Yes. Have I used some foam? Have I used some warble? Have I done this? I've done that. And I'm like, oh no, there's no electronics in it. Like I said, I, I need I need to tick that off. You know, they're going to ask me what I've learned while making this. I'm I'm preparing for these questions, and I was like, oh, prosthetics. Prosthetics. <laughs> oh, let's learn prosthetics yeah, now, no one's and done I'll, that. I'll, I'll do that. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it, was, it definitely taught everybody a lot. But yeah, like you said, it was like every single time we'd go to a convention, there would be that new thing. And I think that the one bit that actually completely destroyed our bank accounts was when all the leather work started coming in. <laughs> it's not my favorite thing in the world. But at the time, I was like, oh, we could do things with leather. It must be very similar to fabric, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that was the thing when we started working with other materials have you, do you find kelly like do you find that there are like you, you get these like folk because we definitely came across them when we started trying other mediums there are like these foam purists or warbler purists that we started using leather and they're like why are you using leather just use foam and i'm like because i want to use leather <laughs> well i got i'm working on the mandalorian costume <laughs> and i looked up the same thing I'm like why the Am I using leather? I've got scrap foam here. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper. <laughs> it's cheaper. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's... Well, it really depends. Yeah. Um, are you going for accuracy or is it something for yourself? If you want to use leather because you want to use leather and it would last the rest of your life and hand it down generation, fantastic. Use leather. Use that. Don't use foam because all of my costume, I wouldn't say it's single use, but maybe wear it a dozen times 12 mm -hmm. and you either replace it or bin it or yeah. sell it on whichever it's not going to be as good as the first time no. but if you want to have something that lasts leather you know warbler and those kind of stuff that don't really warp and well warbler warp but if you store it in a cool dry place yeah. it doesn't but leather doesn't yeah. degrade as fast as everything else does yeah nah. so it's up to you what you want to use but if it it's me if you ask me yeah phone can probably do it but it's not going to last long mm -hmm. it's going to last maybe two or three cons it's either going to start chipping bending ripping bit it but for me i don't really care because yeah. so it's, it's of, of the rate i'm pumping up costumes really yeah, yeah. so it sounds more like you're it's it, the reason is because of practicality not because you're like you love foam you know? oh no yeah if it works it ain't stupid yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of that kind of sort of asked what i was gonna uh, you know, answer is what i was gonna ask you because i was gonna ask like did, did you ever feel pressure when you're doing your, the the competitions to be like 
oh crap, you know, these people aren't looking for foam builds anymore. I better learn how to do leather work because that's the in whatever that's the in thing at Ooh, competitions that's a really good question yeah. no it's the opposite i got pressure for well i felt pressure for having to maintain social media well, now i post once every blue moon the the pressure was i didn't want to be that guy who wears one costume because it just bothers me it might not bother other people um but it bothered me i don't want to be that iron man guy who's that's not who I am. So I thought, okay, I'll make another one, another one, something else. Oh, it's been a month since I put out another post or costume and whatever else. I need to put another one. But for competitions, I was like, eh, I don't really care. It honestly depends what you care about. And for me, I made the costume and go, I'm going to this con. I may as well give myself something to do. I'll enter. Oh, it needs music. I'll just get some music. And then there are other events where you go, oh, if I win this, I might go to Portugal. I'll give it a shot. If I don't win, who the cares? I don't care. I don't lose out. Yeah. But I guess that's my mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see what happens. Yeah. And then fill in, oh, okay, this competition needs to be crafted. Oh, I guess I, I qualify for that mark yeah. scheme. And then I'd, I'll do it. But it's more fun and um, yeah. opportunities that those experiences bring yeah. instead of having to put your mindset into i have to win competition because this is competition i must get gold well yeah that's nice to be winning something but mm. you know you can only be as good as your current skills and someone will always be better than you depressing but true it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah it is don't be that yeah. Oh, <laughs> i don't want to help you if your costume falls off i'm gonna leave it on the floor and watch you and laugh and i like, don't be that no. Um, at ECG, I met some teams like that, some oh, really, really competitive teams, yeah. and then I just spent my entire morning get getting absolutely wasted to the point of the organizer saying, "Don't please don't fall off the stage. This guy should probably <laughs> stop drinking." And then I was, you know, gluing other people's props, and you know, I had a whole toolkit, so everyone was using it. We were helping each other. We made some lifelong friends. So yeah, yeah, I guess exactly. that's what it should be about, right? People, you know, yeah, yeah. like they're, they're all do. You're you're all feeling the stress. You're all feeling the pressure. You know, help each other out. You know, the amount of friends. And I think we said that before, but the competitions that we love the competitions. One of my favorite parts was the friends that you met before going on the stage. Yeah, all these other for sure. people, You know, and especially when something goes wrong. It, it does tend to show you like, you know, the really good people around you because the amount of times that, yeah, I've, <laughs> I, was, I was once at MCM and I was like at the back and somebody panicked because their costume literally burst open as they're about to go. And I was like, I've got a needle and thread. We can make this work. <laughs> like stitching this, this, this woman up just before she was going out onto the stage. And then with that, we made a friend there and, you know, they'll never forget that. And luckily they didn't end up naked on the stage. So yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, back to the box ticking exercise. Each competition is, well, I wouldn't say unique, but it's fairly different to the rest. Everyone thinks they have a they're the best mark scheme ever. You just need to properly read the rules. If the rules are to um to say, you know, there's twenty percent on um different techniques you have used, yeah, tick all the boxes. Um but this comes to the judging side. The judges, depending on the event, most of them are just wing it themselves. Kind yeah. of like, you know, I've been a judge quite a few times. I just wing it. I have no, no prior knowledge to anything. 
but it really depends on the experience of judges. I um I work a lot with foam. Um, sometimes I tend to judge foam more harshly. So this is the opposite misconception that people who don't judge think, oh, this guy only does foam, therefore they're going to mark foam higher than fabric. No, it's they usually, well, this is a generalization, really. They usually make mark stuff that they don't know and looks which looks more impressive higher. Like a lot of dressmakers who only make dresses and never make made the armor, they go, oh my god, this is amazing. Blah, blah, how did you do this? And then I look at it and go, it's well, this fault. Yeah. <laughs> this, this seam isn't touching. This is sanded not properly. No, they definitely haven't wet sanded yeah. it. Like, I can see the texture of the foam with the mats under here. <laughs> <laughs> You kid. But you... No, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> um, but... A lump of hot glue coming off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So people don't notice these things. So as for a seamstress, they know what the seams are. I, I just know, you know, fabric stuck together. But instead of glue, you have lines of fabric sticking them together from a sewing machine. I don't care about the different seams. They look clean enough. That's good enough for me. Yeah. So that's that's a misconception there. Yeah. Um, but it really depends. One of my first competition I judged, in hindsight, I'm embarrassed about because I didn't have any experience there. The ass was like, ooh, this sounds fun. I haven't done judging before. Let's give it a go. Um, I was sucked into the bullshit that this person who can talk talked me into. Um, they yeah. clearly bought a part because I noticed that there are discrepancies between the quality of like the shoulder armor versus the prop. They said they made it. This is made of PVC. But right. thinking back on the words, I still think of that day. That's like eight years ago now. They yeah. never said, they never technically lied. I just assumed they made it because they were so descriptive of the, of the materials of the prop that they bought. Like, okay, this is made of, how, how's this made of? It's made of PVC. Like, yeah, no, f I can see that. Um, <laughs> it's glued on it's slotted in this slot i'm like yeah i can see that but in at the time i was like oh yeah this is very clean this is very polished you know i didn't know better but now again experience plays in yeah it does do you you think as well that it's some of it obviously you got um cosplayers judging uh but i do remember a lot of competition and people were still wanting to get their like celebrity guest their b-list celebrity guest to judge and happens now <laughs> um, helping other cons run their competitions mm. highlighted the amount of restrictions they put in place. Oh, this person's popular from Japan. They're an idol. What the f are they going to know? They just mime to stage in their AliExpress. <laughs> no offense, this is a bit extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Not all idols wear AliExpress costumes, yeah, yeah. but this guy, yeah, he was popular in Japan. They brought them over to UK. They have no idea how to speak English. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, how do you even translate what the people are describing? Yeah. Um, you know how how they made the costumes and those kind of stuff. Yeah. To I... Japanese, and then to translate it again and mark them yeah what, god that was hard yeah i mean what's really painful is is when it, i used to see like uh cosplayers that i knew that were like yeah had done like international competition they're judging 
with the celebrity i'm just like this must be fun for them but they're, but they're it's fine if you're judging like a masquerade like saying oh that's fun you know but when it was like a costume like the, the idea was you were supposed to be judging the technical side of it and the the role play and everything you know and you're just like you can see you're like there's, there's no way anyone there's no way they were happy with who was who won you know because it's just some guy in, like that. a predator helmet or something that just come oh, <laughs> just... let me just think what country was that I'm not going to name the country. It's mm -hmm. a European country. Mm -hmm. okay. But there were celebrities or someone from the arts department of some industry. They they were well known in their field. I have no idea what, who they are. And neither did I really care. I, was, I wasn't judging, but I was in the room because I was doing other duties. If I gave any more specific details, they'll call yeah. me out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> but there was huge arguments of job mark schemes. Um, where this person's are like, oh, this is better. I'm like, well, well I, I didn't say that. Technically, the costume's not better because of the quality but and the performance and et cetera, whatever else. Um, there was huge arguments. I think there are always going to be some sort of, I wouldn't say heated debate, but not, not so calm debates mm -hmm. within the judging room. The Mart scheme... It again, depends on the competition and the convention itself or the event itself. Some people take the numbers literally. If you give 7.5, you add up all the scores, highest wins. Okay. You yeah. can't really argue with that. Yeah. Not always fair. Other people are like, um, you always discuss. I think most, most people always discuss. And the judges being not professional judging people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they're good at what they do. They most of them, again generalization here, will go off the mark scheme. If you have a weighting of fifty percent performance, fifty percent costume, I personally feel it has to be weighted like that. The judges, it's their duty to read the mark scheme. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every competition's different. Mm -hmm. If it's like you know, hundred percent craftsmanship, the performance is just nothing, just to show the people watching. Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't matter if, if it's 70-20 um, the performance should decide if the craftsmanship is good enough Yeah, yeah. but it, that the... doesn't always happen even yeah. on the biggest stages in, the, in Europe yeah yeah so so when you obviously you you uh, experienced a lot of this first hand as like a competitor and then you said you were judging it as well like what what made you come up with the, the scoring system for what you have at Cos Expo now all of the above. All the whole above. point yeah. of Cos Expo is, hey, I've been to a lot of events. This can be slightly better. That can be slightly different. Oh, this, eh, it might not be great, but maybe we can push it in a different direction. So that's the whole concept of Cos Expo, as well as helping cosplayers focus, mm -hmm. terrible business model, um, is to give people the chance to experiment with tools and materials and workshops and whatever else yeah. that they don't get to do at home. Like, I would never have bought a belt sander if I've never tried it. Yeah. You can yeah. say what you want about, you must have a belt sander, but I'm like, it's a hundred and something pounds. I don't mind that. Yeah. But once yeah. I tried it, it's another thing like airbrushes, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But anyways, back to the competition. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone on the team has competed quite a lot and for many years. Yeah. And we just look at what are the biggest competitions that people try to strive for? What are the biggest opportunities? ECG being one of them. Yeah. 
Um, and our March scheme is very similar to it, but not completely the same, yeah. basically. So, so that's European cosplay gathering, gathering yeah. in yeah. Uh, Japan Expo in France, okay. which we do have a qualifier this round or this year. Oh, you guys entering. you're holding the qualifier for it at <laughs> yeah. Cos Expo. Yeah, so that was kind of luck that we got that. In fact, everything I do is a completely luck base. Yeah, well. Um, sorry, back to the competition. I'll talk about the luck later. That's another event. You've opened many can of worms. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, Good. <laughs> so, what was I talking about again? Mark got, schemes. Yeah, yes. Schemes. Yeah. yeah. Um, we do the fifty-fifty as well because we want to push people in the UK. UK is quite weak on performance performances yeah. because all all of the qualifiers or competitions are like craftsmanship with 20 percent performance and people just normally mime yeah and yeah there are the great people suit, yeah. yeah great great people who are able to perform and it's always a handful of people that would like to perform and will, will perform you get newcomers are in they always prance around and mime prance around and mime maybe do a dance prance around and mime that gets repetitive nobody likes to see the same shit 20 times in a row yeah it gets boring yeah so we want to create opportunities for people to actually plan performances and on our march schemes and uh what you call it um things we communicate with emails we try to push people in the right direction to say have you considered this have you considered that yeah rather than here is march schemes 50 50 you must tick these boxes off you go we try to yeah, push them in the right direction it's quite not everyone reads it no they in won't fact, no one's re- read it no it's incredible <laughs> isn't it even like you say even when you spell it out even though most of us went to a school system where we had to read the read the question that was important people still don't you say oh this is 50 50 and people still won't read <laughs> yeah. what you have to do for a performance you know and it's uh well i mean we, we made the mistake as well like we we went we uh tried for the ecg I can't remember what year it was, Robin, but we were like, um, I can't remember which year I was when it was at Birmingham. Um, oh yeah. 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 Um, and we, we went in with game of Thrones costumes and yeah, we did the mind thing. A miming. Yeah. Dramatic yeah. performance we, like, with a mime. Yeah. Mime. We did like, yeah, we did Jamie and Cersei, yeah. didn't we? And we like pre-recorded a scene and we went up and mimed to ourselves yeah. on this pre-recorded scene, but it was like, like you it's just boring said, as hell, it's, yeah. it's, it's boring. And you might love it. Think, People yeah. who knows Game of Thrones love it, but to the exactly. average Joe who never know it, it's like, who the fuck are these two? Yeah, you don't understand the conversation and <laughs> yeah. what's happening it gets boring really quickly yeah. there's nothing that exciting but we and, yeah. yeah sorry go on Robin sorry well I, I think I'm going to say probably what you're about to say mm-hmm. is that after that instead of picking characters to cosplay as because we went oh we like this character we started thinking of a performance first and we started thinking okay what performance could go with this and Oliver and I have had a performance and a concept on paper for about four, four years, years now. now. It's, a w- it's a winning, it. we're not going to tell it them what is, it is. It is a winning performance. <laughs> a we have practiced it in our garden, there's stunts, there's everything. And we are like, that is going to be one one day. But never again are we just going to pick characters and be like, oh, they look kind of cool. Don't know what to do on stage, but we'll make the costume first and then we'll yeah. think about that. It's like, no, yeah. performance is important. Yeah. Especially at 50 50 sort of competitions which are the ones that are my favorite because i love performance you know you know what we did (laughs) you know why we improved is because is because after the competition 
instead of going, oh, well, yeah, oh, that person won. Yeah, after competition, I went to the judges and asked for feedback. And that's where we, they were like, you know, they were like, your costumes were spot on. And that's where we put our all effort into. They're like, costumes are spot on. Your performance just was, it was just a million miles away because it, <laughs> there was no, they were like, you, you weren't using your stage. You, you didn't tell a story. And yeah, then we came back. You, you just because, and then, because you didn't win or you didn't get a prize or whatever or a mention, but you came back with something of value literally just because you went up and asked the, the judge, you know, we got feedback, you know? Yeah. It, it, the feedback thing it's hit or miss really yeah. um depends on who you ask if they it's someone who's done a lot they've seen a lot i think that's where the experience builds and they're able to give you constructive feedback i've seen a couple of judges in the past where this they said your costume looks unfinished what the f does that even mean they can't tell they can't tell them yeah so especially if it's like like you say a a marking system because it's fine if that's like oh why don't i win this random masquerade and they're like oh yeah well that one's better but like you say if it's a marking system you're like all right so was my so i lost points on my finish <laughs> you know what else did I, you know how far away was i you know from everyone else um and it's also to um through doing it yourself you know what that unfinished means because even on like oh i talk about foam because that's all i know mm -hmm. um if you have an edge that you just cut it yeah, it's sharp. It's 90 degrees. But in real life, what is actually 90 degrees? Probably nothing. Even metal, you can't have a sharp 90 degrees corner. No. You're going to have to file it down so it doesn't cut you. Yeah. So that's what I guess that would it, what it could mean by being unfinished. Mm -hmm. But that judge at the time wasn't able to articulate that. Yeah. And it pissed off whoever it was because it was high state competition as well well this is so this is the thing as well because like when we started doing cosplay competitions like uh so like i'm a i'm a farrier for my day job so i shoe horses and i used to do horseshoeing competitions um right. and that that is a big part of how we learn a lot of good people who train people will force their apprentices to do competitions because it's a really good learning environment because you're doing things under pressure you're uh yeah it's basically you have to, you know, you're forced to improve yourself because at the next competition, oh, I want to get better because I want to win. But guess what? You're getting better at your trade as well because, you know, it's it's you're being judged. So when I came into cosplay, that's probably why I, through competition, where you know, were kind of gravitated towards on one being competitive, but to that type of competition. Because if I'm if I go to a competition and I've spent all this money, all this time, and I've come all the way there, and I'm like, hey, you know, hey, can you give me some feedback? And they're like, meh. I'm just like, I've just come home with nothing, you know, <laughs> haven't I, <laughs> you know, whereas if, if I go there and I've done something completely wrong, which it can be disappointing to hear, but you're like, well, you know what? I've actually gained something there, you know? Yeah. And I feel like a judge should be able to, there was the one thing about when we used to talk about judges and that sphere was like, well, the judge can't justify their decision then. Should they be judging? <laughs> yes, that's absolutely right. Um, another constraint that not be, uh, many people know of is judges aren't always picked for their skills. Yeah. Um, some judges are picked because of constraints, budgeting constraints. Whoever free pipe up, you're now a judge. Nothing wrong with that, but also yeah. everything wrong with that at the same time. For smaller competitions, it doesn't matter. Literally any monkey can judge mm -hmm. it's a comparison because at local cons and whatever else there's always going to be one extremely enthusiastic guy that made a costume that doesn't fit everyone else's costume 
probably one of us, eh? Yeah. <laughs> one of us enth- yeah. enthusiastic. Yes. Yeah. And then that probably familiar. win. <laughs> Even a child can judge that because, oh, that looks nicer. Therefore, they win. Therefore, they win. Um, yeah. But for higher comp- uh, level competitions, again, budget uh, budget constraints, a lot of conventions don't pay shit. Um, and they say, okay, someone who is lowest pay, who lives within X miles mm-hmm. of the competition, find them. And then it's up to whoever is the cosplay organizer for that event or that team, whatever, to find the best person for the job. Mm-hmm. Not everyone knows everyone, so there's constraints there. Or celebrities, um, voice actors, industry people, industry judges differently because they have their way of doing things, which yeah. is probably better. Mm-hmm. But if you can achieve the same results again, if it's not, if it works, it ain't stupid. Yeah. Um, so those kind of constraints or other more popular cosplayers that would draw people in, yeah. for example. Yeah. That's loads of constraints people have to consider. So I would take judging, unless you're doing a cosplay-specific competition for a cosplay-specific event, mm-hmm. that's huge, like ECG and those kind yeah. of qualif- – you have to qualify to yeah. enter the finals, that kind of stuff. I would take judging with a pinch of salt. Yeah. If you don't win, bad luck, you know. Yeah. Not everyone will win. Yeah. Every I mean, time. I mean, the, the good the good thing about that though is that it gives you like a tier system. So, like, so if if you're getting to the point where you've you've gone to local, you know, the local convention scene, and then you're getting to the stage where you are being competitive and you probably could be competing at a higher level, you go into you're not wanting to mess around with that because of those reasons because you're like. Well, there's no point in me taking my my costume that is is a high standard. I know it's a high standard. My um and my performance is a high standard, but they're not going to respect that. I may as well not do those cons anymore. I may as well just move on to the uh move on to the higher competitions, the the higher level competitions. At least with that, that kind of then obviously moves people up, and then other people can give it a go, and then you've got like a tier system, I guess. Yeah, that. It works in America because the cosplay scene is much bigger than the UK. UK is very small yeah. compared to everything else. That you have, you know, even at DragonCon, you have the journeyman and whatever masters you can only enter if you win, if you've won a competition before. That's kind of un- un- unenforceable, really. Yeah. In fact, that brings me to another point. How do you guys feel if someone entered a costume they have won on a higher level competition or? you know, higher tier competition, whatever you call it. Do you want to go first, Roman? Um, yeah, I think this is, I actually thought this is where you were kind of going to go with that, Oliver, when you're talking about the tier system, is that I, if we're at like a small local convention, for example, and, you know, somebody has won there with this um one, one year and whatever else, and they've gone off and they've competed elsewhere and their costume skills gotten better and better and they come back and they go back to that small co- local competition with a much superior co- um costume when they've already gone out and experienced all this. I do feel that, first of all, I do feel that takes away from some of the people who are just kind of breaking into it and learning. But also... There isn't anything against people being able to go and do that, really. Um, so it's, it's it's a weird one. I think that it is okay if it's into a different category. 
because some of these smaller competitions have these categories where they've got ones where you're in for the performance category. I think it's okay if you're kind of coming back and you're doing like a different sort of category or a new sort of thing and everything that kind of is like, okay, yeah, I know this is not really where you excelled before and everything. But coming back with this beautiful, amazing, you know, award-winning piece and going into your local convention, it's a bit like, like come on. Instinctually for me, <laughs> like... I think it's a bit off. Like, like I said, I feel like there needs to be like a tier, like it, even though it's not defined, but I would put it in my head as like a tier system. So if someone were to go for like the Euro cosplay or the ECG and they had the same costume in the same year and they went for both qualifiers and went, oh, if I get to one of them, that's, that's great. But because they're sort of keeping on that level, but if they had won a big competition, like a big competition with that costume and then showed up at a local con, with that well, even, costume, then no, that I wouldn't. I'd be like Ugh, about it. Like you qualified and went to a country, Spain, for example, mm -hmm. and then won that competition, and then you entered the same costume for ECG qualifiers. Oh, uh, yeah, because then they would be like it. That would be like part of the tier system for in my instincts. I would be like, yeah, you qualified, so that the, both the qualifiers would be on the same level in my head. But then if you won one of the qualifiers, I would probably drop out of the other qualifier because then I'm like. Well, this is this is going to be my Euro cosplay or whatever cosplay, you know. At this stage, if I'm just going to the two qualifiers, all I want to do is I'm just at this level. I'm just trying to compete at this level. But once I've like taken a step up, I'm like, especially if it's the earlier one, I'm like, well, there's no point in me entering that because, you know, if I if I if I win, I don't want to be going. Why do I need to go to two massive ones with the same costume, you know? And then also, you know, people are going to be saying, oh well, they they. You know that they, they uh, represented the UK at that competition with the same costume. So yeah, um, in a nutshell, no, I don't think I'd be okay. With <laughs> That's an interesting thing because I, I've only noticed this. Well, I've noticed this since when people started competing. Um, well, when I started competing, it only happens in cosplay. Like the fastest runner are allowed to go back to run yeah. another race. Yeah. They can run 200, yeah. they can run 400, they can run 800 on the same day, even if they won. Um, other people, LARP, you know, a winning team can enter again mm -hmm. into another LARP event. Basketball, you can enter many leagues. Yeah, I, I, I would... It's I, frowned upon. Yeah. You know, NBA stars entering your local basketball competition. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's allowed. <laughs> it's, yeah well yeah that's what i would say because i think i think the yeah the the, the more thing that i in, in my head more equivalent to that would be yeah so someone someone who's at a level of competition especially if it's a high level of competition i don't have them pro have a problem with them winning multiple times but i think it's because it's the same costume if, if they obviously went i've got this costume and then a year later they come back and they win all the times in a row because if there is like if, if people are adhering to that tier system once you hit the top like once you're roger federer you, you can only go to you're only going to go to grand slams aren't you you know because you can't you can't go backwards but then at the same time you're not going to be like oh i'm not going to go win the try and win the french open because you know let's give everyone else a go you're like well no this is i'm a competitor therefore this is i've hit the ceiling of competition so therefore i have to kind of stay here you know um so i don't have a problem with people I don't feel like I would have a problem with people constantly winning if they were just, if they were good and deserved to win. Well, with different costumes. But with different costumes, yeah. That, do that's different. a curveball there. Because are you, because are you yeah, getting it's better? It's a weird one, actually. It's, it's yeah. when you actually kind of put that out there and you're like, yeah, let's look at all these other hobbies and 
how that works cosplay is very different there and it's it's a weird one actually because yeah. yeah you're just kind of like oh well of course not and then like you said you list all these other hobbies and you're like oh well, why why is it frowned upon in cosplay then so i think we have an actual example i'm not going to say names I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a way to do this. That it's not overly obvious, right? But there, but there were like in when we were on like this, in that kind of smaller scene, and we were like starting. There was a lot of like in 2016, 17. There was lots of cons popping up, wasn't there? So a lot of yeah. people were going around to the same conventions, you know, and people were getting known for being this ama the amazing cosplayers, you know, and they would show up with the same costume and they would like win every competition, and then they got used to winning, and then. The then the following year they would show up again with the same one and they would expect to win again and then what actually happened is that those of us that were just like oh you know that person's won all these competitions we were like but they're not doing anything different so therefore we can outthink them and we can beat them and then what would happen is the following year they'd show up in the same costume and this actually happened and yeah. there was like six or seven of us and it was just like, it was just, they were a step below, you know, and we wiped the floor with them. And so they eventually got, got quite frustrated and kind of left the competition scene instead of getting, instead of going, oh, oh, those people beat me this time. Next year, I'm going to, they went, oh, well, you know, these judges, they, they don't know what they're talking about. My costume's the best. And then they stopped. So, so with that in mind, does it actually matter if people enter the same costume at different events and year after year? Yeah, so I no. Why do people care? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't I, matter. I, I, why? I, yeah, I, I think <laughs> so. Why shouldn't it be allowed? Wanna, yeah, yeah. I, I think the instinct comes from like I wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Like if if, if that's I mean, there's situations where I might do, depending. But it, my my first instinct is like I wouldn't do it. But yeah, like I don't because like I'm 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 quite a competitive person. So like if someone's someone keeps winning and people are frustrated then i'm like get good in it get yeah <laughs> yeah it's just like well beat them you know <laughs> why didn't i win well <laughs> maybe think about it another way yeah. why am i shit yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not that you know yeah it's that's the thing it's focusing on this other person and being mm -hmm. like oh my god but they've already entered that you know and they're really it's always other people focus on why did you not win yeah <laughs> but then, I, I think it's a change of mindset really mm -hmm. Yeah, because you can see it as like, I mean, I'm assuming that's why you enjoy the competition side of it, because when, when you put that forward, it's like, you can see that as a problem solving thing. It's just like, it's not like, oh no, this person keeps showing up and now you can be like, okay, well, why do they keep winning? What's the criteria they're hitting? Well, yes, um, that is one of the rules that we put in. Mm -hmm. um, we did discuss this in at length when we're writing our own rules. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, our rule is if you won, if the person won, the previous year at our event mm -hmm. they're not allowed to compete mm -hmm. but we explicitly did not put the rule down if you've won with the same costume before okay you can't compete here you can do as many competitions as whatever else um but you just can't enter both years if you've, you have placed i think it's not perfect but it works because again it lets other people have a go yeah yes. but it also says well if you didn't win, your costume isn't as good as someone who's won ten times with the same costume at other events. So get good. Yeah. Get yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. We're discussing whether we should uh, just wear our LARP kit to Cos Expo. Absolutely yes. <laughs> just, do it. just to take advantage of all the photographers. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. What character are you? Oh, it's this thing. It's this real niche thing you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another can of worms, isn't it? Oh, I have to cosplay. Oh, I used to have so much pressure just doing social media. What's popular? Let's go make that. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I do enjoy it making those kind of costumes, but um, do I enjoy it as much as I want to enjoy it? Probably not. I mean, that's where we got we we got a little bit more burnt out, but it it felt like the the industry was like you say with the social media, especially like yeah, we had uh, obviously we were following a lot of people, but yeah, we actually had friends that were doing the same thing, and they would like it got to the point where you had to look at like concept art people were like coming out with cosplays like as the teaser trailer was coming out for something and you're like that's a lot of that's a lot of stress you know and you might not even like this character this is too much pressure oh i'm kenny i'm (laughs) sure yeah yeah, i know well i'm I'm sure i'm sure you you probably are the same but yeah we definitely know people that cosplay uh, characters that they don't really they don't have any love for and they've never seen the show yeah. but it's just because it's that's fine if you want to do that but yes it's we know popular pe- i want yeah. the fame yeah but we know people that like put themselves under a lot of pressure like i have to do this and then it's just because that's the that's the in thing and it, it seems... if that's what they want they do what want to do then great but yeah that, that's not for me i don't think yeah. i've made some really obscure characters like mm-hmm. chappy um that's <laughs> not a really popular film yeah so. yeah and that was great yeah, it's a, how old is Chappie? I've never even seen it. God. It's, it's, it's a very old, it's older film. Old right? enough. <laughs> old, yeah. It's old enough. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't on Netflix like last week. So oh no, 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 it's no, not, no. Therefore, it's not relevant. <laughs> it's, it's not, <laughs> nobody would watch a TikTok of it, you know. <laughs> so what? what oh, was, that, go on. Another thing. Oh my God, are you recording this? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I, no, we, we can. We can, we can start. You just opened my can of cause we could have another podcast series yeah, like good. things yeah. that pisses Kenny off. <laughs> we can have a segment. I'll ch- I'll chop it up into it's a really million shorts. really grinds my gears. <laughs> yes. What else? Um, you know when people say, "Oh, I don't want to cosplay this uh, character because someone else has done it." I'm like, why the? F- what that matter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't want to cosplay this because someone else has done it better. I'm like, well. You're not always going to be the best. Yeah. What do you care? Yeah. I made Iron Man and went to an Iron Man group. We all look the same. We're all red. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and we all I give mean, each I... other high fives. Yeah. Yeah. We're all sh- but okay. Speaking of someone who's done like a million Harley Quinn cosplays, and the amount of times that I would even have, even have like actual friends be like, oh, are you cosplaying? You know, there's going to be lots of other people doing that. You know, let's do something else. I'm like, no, I like Harley Quinn. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> I'll put my money and my time into something I don't like. <laughs> do you... Because if I get frustrated at it, I'll remember I like the character and I'll keep going. Do you think it's a little <laughs> bit to do with the uh, that kind of faux faux fame thing that people get? Because I know I know that that kind of sh- was a shock to my system when I first started cosplaying. Was I wasn't used to people like running up to me and being like, "Oh, hey," and just having an excuse. Because especially when you're an adult, like because kids do all the time with other kids, they're just like. Oh hey, will you be my friend? Okay, yeah, and we'll do this. Yeah. But as 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 a as a as an adult, it's not it's not usual for someone to spot you from across like a hall, like a, a an arcade or something, and go running over to you and be like, oh hey, I can't believe. But that's one good thing about cosplay. But yeah, it's quite a it's quite a shock to the system. Do you think there's something that people like chase about that? Like if I'm the only this character at this convention, more people are going to be like, oh oh wow, you're this thing. 
Maybe, maybe not. Mm. It could be that. It could be... Um, well, everyone's a bit vain, aren't they? Yeah. If you're I not, do. if you say you're not, then you're lying. No, I don't. No, I don't <laughs> um, yeah. Everyone wants yeah. some sort of recognition. Yeah. Um, you know, why do people well, don't, don't become celebrities, and why why do people try to get TikTok famous because they want recognition and yeah. want to feel popular? Yeah. And when you're a character that everybody loves, you might get that false sense of, well, we all have it. I had it. Yeah. Um, yeah. doing certain characters that's, um, and then you get recognised for that character, people share the same enthusiasm, kind of like why do people go watch football, everyone there loves football, Yeah. they share the same enthusiasm, kind of like that yeah. and you get to be the centre of attention for a given amount of time Yeah. and, it's and then you can just take it off and stop having that attention, Yeah. so yeah. I guess that's fun. Yeah, yeah it's a little um, endorphin hit as well isn't it, because you're just like yeah. especially on social media, you're just like oh these people shared my shared my costume. These people shared my costume. This, you know, this, uh, uh, you know, this this actor uh, tweet, retweeted my thing, and people lose their minds, and it's great because it's a massive yeah, it does. hit. Again, this brings yeah. back to everything I've done was potluck. Mm -hmm. Yes, people tweeted and whatever retweeted, but not ev not even even the same costume. You might not get attention in the same or the same amount of attention for the same. Or different posts even yeah. you might get five likes you might get 600 likes for the same costume and then you keep chasing oh why didn't i get this it's just where you are at if you are at the right place at the right time yeah. and you just get so lucky with everything with cosexpo it was luck with winning competitions it was again luck mm -hmm. yes i made some costumes but you know the amount of people dropped out people always drop out and then you end up with three other people and then you suddenly win you go oh well i was lucky yeah. <laughs> um, you might not win in a big competition. I've, you know, lost before. Lost. I have not won before. And so <laughs> yeah. um another fun fact. Every time I'm on stage, I'm absolutely smashed. <laughs> yeah, I, I was get... gonna ask you about your stage performances because I love them. And um when we were like researching um performances before, I remember literally just searching your name um over and over again <laughs> to see all the ridiculous things. I'm like, wow, how does he come up with this? This I just is, get this smashed. Is great. And yeah, you're okay. So you're just <laughs> so that's what we should do. That's yeah. Depends on how well <laughs> um, you handle your drinks. Yeah, yeah. That's it's we'll put we'll put that in we'll put that in the maybe pile. <laughs> <laughs> well, Make was, sure. Cersei had red wine up on the stage. I was, I was drinking red wine as Cersei, and there was like a delay. And I was like, I've got, I've got my glass ready. And there was a delay, and I was like, I'm going to just drink it then. I, I don't need more wine now. And it helps. Yeah, it really does. Um, <laughs> at ECG, the um, French one, when I was on stage, I could not see the stage, partially because I was wasted because I had a bottle of whiskey, and partially because my vision was about like this. Yeah. Um, and it was looking at the floor and I had to jump around on this thin three meter stage that goes all the way out yeah. and I was jumping around blind and wasted and at the end I was like Ooh. oh my god so what what um, what costume did you compete uh, there with Mecha, Kaz Mecha Kazix the one with the butt plugs as shoulders is that is that a uh, lol thing yeah yeah, yeah 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 let me find a picture yeah yeah we'll put it up on the on the thing is that is that the is that the buggy the, the bug one the bug yeah, yeah yeah the yeah, one yeah. with the literally yeah. butt plugs. no i've seen I've, yeah I've, I've seen that that Eat costume butt plugs. yeah <laughs> did you not use a space hopper on stage once oh yeah yeah they made a new rule because i chucked it off 
the person who was trying to catch it <laughs> missed and it bounced around the crowd. Um, I nearly got disqualified for it. Oh, like, really? One of these people, you know, when there's like rules come out and it says, you know, no space yeah. hoppers, you're the person that, that made it. So yes. Real. Yeah, those obscure <laughs> rules. It's like, yeah, please, please do not, please do not ingest this uh, this piece of paper. And you're like, they've had Leech. to write, they've had to write that because somebody has done it. <laughs> they technically said no projectiles, and it wasn't a projectile. They were supposed to catch it. But they didn't catch it because it was a giant space hopper. <laughs> and... <laughs> I remember messaging you about um, about Cause Expo one year, and I was like, "Oh, I've got an idea for performance, but at the end of it, I want to jump off the stage. Can I jump off the stage?" <laughs> and you, you were like, "It should be fine. It should be fine." And it wasn't until the performance was happening, I got to the end, and I realized the front row, all the photographers there, and I, I remember like seeing your face, and it was almost like that. I told her she could do it. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. There's always no rules until someone set up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, what is what has it been like? I mean that it's a lot to take on. What what make what what possessed you to actually I mean you've alluded to why you wanted to do your own convention because you're like oh yeah i could do this a little bit better but it's you you must have known it it's a it's a that's a lot to take on there's a lot to think about like health no. and safety rules <laughs> <laughs> no i did not think <laughs> you did not think it was well it all triggered from this drama that was online that i'm sure everyone's heard about yeah. um yeah it's funny we were far enough like geographically we were quite far away from that so well kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah the, the world <laughs> um yeah. so yeah we, we knew of it sort of there was this bad drama going on in, in i'll recap for people who haven't heard in a nutshell god telling this story again so you know <laughs> facebook happens and you just scroll and you have nothing better to do with your life like mm -hmm. i did at the time and then someone wanted to volunteer for an event but they couldn't spell volunteer and i thought i'd troll them and then wrote you can volunteer when you learn how to spell. <laughs> and obviously that triggered a whole bunch of woke people, especially the um, convention organizer oh at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're like, oh, I'll make sure you never guest again at another event. I'm like, but, but I'm going to MagicCon next week and the week after and I was doing this. Because that was, that was at the time when I was doing at least one or two events per month. Um, right, yeah. For the entire year, it's a crazy amount of events, and then I'll make sure you never guess in the convention circuit and whatever. I'm like, what convention circuit? I'm just doing my thing, and then I'm like, oh, do you want to come here? Yeah, all right. Will I get free drinks? Yeah, all right. Let's go. So that was that kind of stuff, and then basically pulling the "you'll never work in my town" kind of. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wasn't having that, and I was trolling him and then it just went on to private messages where like oh you treat women and like what the f are you talking about mm -hmm. so i basically told him um, my girlfriend at the time i just put a bag over her head and said this is how i treat my bitches and that, was, <laughs> that kind of stuff and he just got so fed up with that and then posted that everything public yeah okay and <laughs> basically from the well you can volunteer when you learn how to spell comment. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. this blew up because yeah. I was just trolling him. I, w I was drinking at the time as well. Mm. So it was 
even more funny. Kenny's like, I was um, on stage at the time. <laughs> I was no, in, I was, love your comments of people I, saying, sometimes if I see something and I'm like, what the hell? I'm going to see if Kenny's comments on this. He, he would have pointed this one out by now. <laughs> so it all blossomed from that. And again, you know, stuff that happened with them, people started coming out. He was an alleged paedophile grooming children, mm -hmm. but we're not going to go into that. That's got nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, he just said, you're toast, mate. You're not going to find anything... You're never gonna work and never mm. gonna guest again. Yeah. And then that became a meme. I started, you know, on when I was streaming at the time, all of my affiliate icons, this you know, those emojis. Yeah. That was me with a piece of toast. Was it? <laughs> it was <Right>. hilarious. <laughs> and it was like it all blew up real time, basically. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I just put a throwaway comment and be like, Well, should I just start my own convention since I'm not going to be a guest anywhere? I'll just start my own conventions with blackjacks and hookers. Yeah. Who's in? And then that just kind of <laughs> took <back>. off. Okay. <laughs> What's the convention? <laughs> now, previous to that, it's the, you know, oh, I've been to so many conventions. Mm -hmm. I can do this better. The organization here could be better. People backstage could be treated better. Yeah. So, you know, I can bring my own water. So mm. well, at Cosmic Expo, we do provide snacks and drinks and whatever else oh. because nobody wants to stand for ages God waiting send. to get on stage. Yes. That kind of shit. That. Um, we can. <laughs> what about how do we make costumes? Well, I know how to make foam, but I don't know other things. Mm -hmm. Well, why do? Why should people Google online? Why not we bring in people who knows how to do that and do talks? Oh, talks are boring. Death by PowerPoint. Everyone's heard that expression before. Yes. Okay, let's do workshops. Let's do demos. Maybe not just a presentation talk. So everyone who's applied to do talks and stuff, we just kind of message them, make sure the content is not boring us. Yeah. Um, say, hey, okay, you can maybe change a bit of this. Not everyone listens. It is what it is. Yeah. But at most, it's good. Um, we started doing a lot more workshops this year as well. Previous years, yes. we had um, just embroidery, even pattern designing. Um, pattern drawing, yeah, you can talk on PowerPoint, this is how you make a pattern, but getting people hands-on, cutting pieces of paper, yeah, it takes a lot more time, and it costs money to buy materials, but it's more fun. Yeah. And yes. some people don't learn by PowerPoint, so yeah. different learning styles. Like embroidery. Um, concept isn't hard, but people are scared, because, oh no, embroidery, I've never done it before, it's so hard. And you just poke a f needle through yeah. a piece of fabric and then yeah. repeat is, if you break it yeah, down like that is it so, oh my gosh that was amazing sewing like sewing has a, a thing like that as well and for some reason a lot of men have a knee-jerk reaction to like <laughs> oh i don't sew but it's literally it's the same as every other type of fabrication you're going to do you have two pieces of material you stick them together if it's two pieces of metal you're going to be welding or brazing if it's a piece of foam you're going to be gluing if it's two pieces of fabric you're going to use another piece of thread right it's 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 this it's the same thing but for whatever reason unless you do the forbidden hot glue on fabric oh, <laughs> or, or, i don't know a few real good real good sewers that used to get so mad at people gluing uh uh velcro they were like sew your velcro <laughs> do not glue your velcro <laughs> someone looks guilty <laughs> look see when time's a thing yeah. <laughs> I um I, I I wore Keyleth to Cos Expo last year and on the same weekend I agreed to and um, we guested on a 
DD actual play for and the DM was running it for 24 hours for charity. And we were like, yeah, we can do all this in the one weekend. We can make two full cosplays for this. Let's do it. And um, I got to almost the end of Caliph, and I think I had done something stupid with the stitching, whatever it was. And I was like sitting there and I just saw the hot glue gun there and I was like, <laughs> it's for a day. For a day. No one's going to know. <laughs> It's, it's sometimes difficult to get yourself out of that mindset. Do you ever find that, Kenny, or, or don't you? Like, if you if you're like, you've got to the point where you're like, oh yeah, you know, I've done these competitions and I've got all this skill set, and then sometimes you're like, you know what, I'm not even competing in this thing. I can just wear it for like a day. It doesn't actually have to be that good. And then you're like, why am I? Why am I Always. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my last costume um, was AliExpress man. I made foam bits that stuck together weathered aliexpress capes and you know body suits and those kind of stuff yeah cover it up and bits you know wore it for a day for um fantasy forest i had a great time because oh, i had no yeah. obligations we want to go to fantasy forest it's like we literally in fact you're asking where we were like it's, it's literally in the same in the same town as us uh, oh really forest. yeah yeah, it's just on the outskirts, just out of town. I'll meet you there next time. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we we are, well, I, I think because because they they're like a lot of larpers go to that as well, and they're they're usually at all like the. Um... In fact, have they been at your convention? They've been at Cos Expo, no Fantasy Forest, because they usually go around to a lot of conventions. To oh, I can ask them to come so, over. Yeah, they've yeah. got like a little a little. Um, they're keen. Stock. Yeah, they they are keen, and they, mm -hmm. they take lots of things and everything. Because that's when we were like, oh, we could, we could just go for the day, or we could take the bell tent and we could stay there. Yeah. So uh, the one thing I re really like about uh, your convention, because like, when we were doing a lot of the, because people say conventions, but they're like they mean comic conventions and pop culture conventions. Right? Yeah, we don't call it a convention technically. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an event for yeah, cosplayers. Yeah, it's it's like and people go oh, cons, cons, cons. Uh, but the thing that got really that, that started to get annoying because yeah, fair enough, comic cons can be fun, but when you're doing a lot of them, and then you're like, I'm just here for the cosplay. I'm just here for the cosplay. And then especially if you've got like a decent, like if you go into something like you're trying to qualify for something and then like you say you have to stand around in the costume all day and usually it's hot and uncomfortable and you spend a lot of money and time on it. And then you have to walk through these halls with a million idiots that have no, with no, no personal space whatsoever that will just go yeah. bang straight into you, especially when you've got like impaired vision, you've got a helmet on or something. <laughs> And it's just like, it's so nice to go to an event where it's like, I don't like, there's no, obviously the general public welcomes you at your event, but yeah. it's people, people are there because they're interested in cosplay and they have a, they have a respect for cosplay. It's not just like, you yeah. know, got people just running in going like, oh, look, people, there's people dressed up there. And, you're you not know. treated like a cast member at Disney or something. You're actually <laughs> like, you know, able to actually see, interact with like-minded people and, and learn all these new skills and things and just have a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, no, it's, I, I, can't, I can't wait for this year. Cause yeah. um, yeah, that, yeah. it's a huge misconception that cause it's, oh, it's only for elite cosplayers and everything. Oh. It's the, literally the opposite. Cause a lot of the workshops we will cater for people who has skills and people who want to learn and hasn't got the skills mm -hmm. or, or interested. In fact, um, that's one side of things, just trying to push people to knowledge share between each other, yes. um, through panels, workshops, demos, etc., and just being around other cosplayers, you get chatting yeah. and you go, Oh my God, how do I make this? How did you make this? And then you make friends there. Yeah. That's one of the things. Um, we are trying to push that this year as well. Um, cause we're setting up more cause people, people travel alone. They don't know people They're like, Oh, these people are already in groups. So we're going to make some space for that and the schedule.
to mm. try and connect people. I think yeah. it's called Cosicable Connect. I can't remember what the name okay. is. Uh-huh. Other things, you know, like guests. Because mm-hmm. yeah. back to the point of we don't call we don't call it convention because a lot of people say conventions are just Comic Con and stores. Yes, we have some stores. You know, money ain't gonna make itself. Um, <laughs> and those kind of stuff. Uh, but the focus isn't on stores, it's on the content itself. It's a oh, terrible man. business model because <laughs> that just loses money everywhere. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is guests. Yeah, people have guests. We don't technically call it guests because we don't have, well, we had dedicated tables, but we always encourage them to stand in front of the tables but rather, than, uh, rather than behind the tables because they're there to, again, not to be idolized upon they're there to knowledge share and do their whatever duties which is judge duties and that kind of stuff we try to again back to the judging point uk drama has uk things Mm -hmm. so we try to have one not all uk panelists yeah it costs money but i think having people that are foreign who don't know the people in the UK scene, that's also yeah. important for us for the competition side. Yes. So it's those kind of things are uh, back to, yeah, we can probably do it better here. We can do it better there, but it's not just all me. It's literally the entire team effort. Nobody gets paid. So we're just doing this as a passion project um, mm-hmm. because we've all been to enough conventions or events at the time just to say, and eh, this can probably change, but no one listens because cosplay doesn't make money for big companies. Cosplay is an attraction. Yeah, people are going to cosplay regardless if you bring them content. Yeah, and are, a lot yeah. of times, you know, nobody's there to listen to lectures at MCM. I can guarantee no. that. They're, they're there to buy things and drink. You might get the odd cosplayer that might listen to how to make foam or sew stuff, but that's some that's a classroom shit. Yeah, yeah. If you want to learn, you want to go to classroom or tutorials, mm-hmm. and we want to be able to provide that kind of space at Cosexpo, really. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think it's great. At least, at least you say it's a bad business model. At least you caught, <laughs> at least you can corner the market. You know, <laughs> it's just the thing. Uh, but it, no, they, they are. I mean, they are good for actual complete beginners. Because uh, before you start Cosexpo, there was a, a, um, a couple of friends of ours did a uh, an event uh, called Coscon up in Aberdeen, yes. and it was literally. Um, it, it was it was literally this is going to be a cosplay focused thing and it was right after like the Aberdeen Comic Con um and we <laughs> this is like a little dipping into a little bit of our cosplay origin story Robin was like oh they're doing a Comic Con in Aberdeen I'm like cool she's like I'm gonna dress up and I'm like you want to do what I'm like you dress up <laughs> I'm like okay and then I I went and uh, I spent the entire time holding Robin's stuff because she was getting loads of photos taken and I got really <laughs> jealous and the I was like bitch. yeah I was like it was like right I'm like this thing happening again I'm I'm cosplaying in the next thing and then we heard about um this little event they were doing Coscon yeah and it was just like it was purely workshops and people because sometimes people go, oh yeah, what, you don't know how to like do this with foam? There's loads of stuff on the internet. I'm like, I literally didn't. I literally walked into that and they had a few um, people there. Uh, one of them was um, um, Mike from What You See at Creative um, and he was doing the foam stuff. And I was just like, I didn't know people made their own costumes. I had no idea. I was, I didn't know it was a thing that you made your own costumes and there was a competitive side to it. And he was like, oh yeah, you get this stuff. And I'm like, well, I could do that, you know? So that was super that was literally what got me into cosplay that type of content you know yeah i mean like i i didn't know what a sewing pattern was i had 
never I I never sewed I didn't know what a sewing pattern was I had no idea I didn't know that I could like make a dress from something <laughs> like that so clueless well cause, yeah because um, that was Lex right the, when, that was Lex yeah, yeah. And she was like because I kind of went up I was like I, I don't I don't actually know what a sewing pattern is <laughs> and I remember seeing her face and be like okay we're gonna take this back a little bit <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh. I met Lex when I was entering uh, LSCC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a very fun can of worms. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I think she was just performing. I think she was well known at the time. I had no idea who anyone was, and neither did I care. Because uh, well, well, now I know she's very good at what she does in terms of sewing, and yeah. she's won many competitions. But I met her there. I was just chatting away. I sh- think she was feeling anxious or something. We just chatted because I had no idea who she was. Yeah. <laughs> and. I just did my thing and there was this other person who also competed. They were extremely competitive. Um, the night before the competition, because they saw I was entering and everything, they went up to me at the pub and said, I'm going to destroy you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, what the f- We're not even entering the same category. I'm entering duos and you're doing solos. And it doesn't matter. We're going to be so good. <laughs> they were warned. Who is this person from? <laughs> Yeah, they they were warned about some of the language they were going to do on stage because when judges are highly sensitive, that kind of stuff, they did it anyways. Eventually, they didn't win. And backstage, they just threw their prop and... You know you know the flipping table meme? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was exactly like was that. Was it, it really? Flip, wow. <laughs> flip table, that kind of shit. Wow. Yeah. Oh, they're like, hey, I'm just getting wasted and dancing on stage to cheeky girls, but okay, cool. <laughs> yeah that's that yeah that's the thing it it gets when the competition gets to that stage like it gets it gets really tense people do get wound up and tense (laughs) like they feel like it's high stakes and yeah but that's where i met lex pretty much just backstage meeting people yeah yeah it was really cool in fact we talked about um like social media and things like that i'll i'll uh I hope Lex doesn't mind us talking about it but like i know it was actually lex that mentioned about because she was doing the you know competing at a very high level before the big kind of explosion in in cosplay and especially in the uk um with social media and i'm pretty sure she said to this one like you know i I just don't have a social media presence and it feels like you have to have one now and it's just like (laughs) it's it's like they're just they're just everywhere you know um because yeah because we we didn't realize i think we'd there there was not that was what the thing with coscom wasn't it so we there was just like a cause dates which was that's what it was yeah it was kind of like um like if you imagine like a sort of like blind date um like a blind dating night but instead it was it was to make comic-con style friends to make cosplay friends it was really fun and that's where i met her most unassuming person ever because i met her and she was just just there she's like oh yeah i'm gonna maybe i might might cosplay tomorrow i'm not too sure yet you know and she was chatting away and she was oh no i do a little bit of sewing so i'm I'm probably gonna do that jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) sorry the next day and i'm like what? Yeah, the, the, I'm walking is a poster of her. Is a poster is like, oh yeah, you know, t- yeah, t- two-time representative UK and World Cosplay Summit. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, okay yeah. <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, I mean, I think that sometimes when you're mentioning about how stressed people get, sometimes when it comes to it, yeah, it can be stressful. But the anger that some people display around it, I, I feel like just saying, just you need to remember sometimes we're adults dressing up and <laughs> dancing on stage it's 
we don't really need to be angry about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. I mean, that, that's I've got to admit, it's it's because but being competitive, I've already said a couple of times on this podcast, like, like I'm competitive, and sometimes it takes it does take joy out of things when you are competitive, and that's why I, I quite I. I I enjoy playing things like D and D. In though people sometimes people are competitive at D and D, but there's no, you know, there's no like there's no win, there's no clear winner, right? So there's not. It's just like it's a collaborative game of pretend, and and LARP, even though there's competitions within LARPing and things like that, it's again, it's not. There's there's no like at the end of the LARP event, you know, because we're, we're all just playing a role play game in a fantasy world, like like D and D, and especially in the one the system we go to, you know, there's no end. Uh, prize where they go. I'm the best laugher this this weekend is this person. So that I I feel like that's why I've kind of ended up going to that side of it because I feel like it takes it can take can take yeah. the joy out of it sometimes. In terms of social media and stuff, the reason why I started my social media stuff is because people got so fed up with me posting my progress pictures on Facebook, and this is you know <laughs> piss off somewhere else. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> Facebook offers this functionality called page. Okay, I'll just dump it on there if you're interested in cosplay shit dump it all in there yeah so yeah Are you allowed so that's to... what i do <laughs> but that did actually open up a lot of um Doors. opportunities yeah. so i do understand why people want bigger numbers yeah but my numbers are tiny well i mean it's, it's so, because, like you said yourself like if you got luck yeah because i'm assuming if you're getting people from internationally to come over then you're gonna have to be able to find them you know you have to be able to yeah. like oh yeah yeah so in that respect yeah i guess like if you want to do things like that then i guess you kind of have to have a social yeah. media um, presence i guess one of the things i was so lucky about is because i probably tick boxes to be honest mm -hmm. being a male in a mostly competitive female scene mm -hmm. yeah. being asian and being different it's just box ticking hey let's get yeah. this guy <laughs> yeah i'm ready to go <laughs> two birds one stone yeah yeah well, i mean the thing is like you talk about luck earlier like you know it's it's luck is always going to be one element but like you've got to be ready to go you got to be ready to go yeah <laughs> you know when the opportunity arises you got to be like yeah okay i'll do yeah. that yeah yeah. Do it. yeah yeah so you so you're so you've got you said you've got the ecg are you run ecg qualifiers european yes as well qualifiers. as as well another as, one Okay. Um, one from Austria at Unicon. Why okay. UNI, not UNI? That's a different con in Latvia. Okay. Um, there's a new competition called Champ uh, Tournament of Champions (TOC). That sounds epic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one is a hundred percent craftsmanship, and oh, right. the performance yeah. part is just the prance around on stage. Oh, I just spin. Yeah. Catwalk, pretty much. Yeah, cat catwalk. So, are you are you doing that as well as the like the BCG. your normal no uh, not. so you you so you drop in your cos expo one and you're doing those two yep shit yeah. come free man yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't afford all the prizes Am ambition ambition i know right <laughs> you'll be losing all your gaming chair you'll be losing your furniture <laughs> this way <laughs> cos expo championship win this chest of drawers <laughs> yeah, yeah all, all the prizes we bought like all the airbrushes were, were given away and that's it yeah. isn't sponsored yeah and then the you prizes that you do yeah. at cause expo oh my gosh like yeah. i've never seen one like, another competition does prizes quite like you do yeah. <laughs> it was did you not have secret lab shares one year yes 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 we did um we gave up some chairs it's a pain to you know send home but i think there was a few that we just sent via post yeah 
Yeah, so you can just order it from the order from the website. Yeah, but you're still those the chairs were sponsored yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but the other prizes weren't. Yeah, because still... the prizes are. Just, sorry, I keep cutting you no, off. No, no, it's fine. No, no. Um, because no. we're all cosplayers, we know what we want. Um, tools. Yeah. Money. Yeah, yeah. let's have both. <laughs> let's have a toolbox full of tools like Prosaid and you know new blades and that was a good equipment. One. Yeah. yeah. Warbler. Uh, <laughs> yes. Ton of warbler. Here we go. <laughs> take, it, take it all home. You might use it one day. One day. Yeah. Are you still going to have the like your masquerade as well? Like just the just the, the non-judge yeah. judge one. Yeah. Just so people who don't want to compete, they can have a chance of showing off their costume. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So the the ECG is pretty much what you because you'd already said you based a lot of what you were doing anyway for your yes. Cos Expo Championship. So. People coming to Cos Expo to compete won't. It's it's a very similar kettle of fish, then, right? Pretty much the same. Yeah, pretty much but the same. With the chance of adding props to stage, which they were allowed before, but I think we encourage it more for ECG qualifiers, really. Yeah. Well, that, I remember when we went to qualify, we were like, "Oh shit, we need like we need a prop." You know, the stage prop it was like, if it says there, it mentioned the stage props, so we better do some stage props. And again, it was our like. Bullshit. That's why we mentioned it. Um, yeah to push yes. people in that direction because you don't get told you're allowed props you can ask but people say oh you're allowed it but you know bring props we mentioned props more than one time yeah. it's like prop dimensions yeah. why do we have to be so specific when we don't want you using props your dimensions i think i can't remember off the top of my head obviously but i remember like reading it and it was like you know it was like a total dimension of such and such and i was like standing in the living room and i was like oh, i want to do like this big scene and everything so i'm like measuring the walls and being like <laughs> this might be slightly out um will he be okay and i remember messaging you being like if what if i had extra people to carry things i remember you just being like this sounds cool so yeah but yeah again it, so, you know. how many people are allowed how how much the props weighs it can only be carried by two people only two people can help those restrictions are all in ecg as well yeah. because you have to travel abroad especially so everything has to be self-contained mm -hmm. yeah. and be able to be yeah. put on stage in a timely fashion yeah. basically and the other good th yeah. well, the, the good thing about the ecg I'm, ass I'm assuming it's still the same you'll have a you'll have a singles and a pairs the right Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. pairs or trios, groups they call oh, it. Oh, groups. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Groups. Yeah. Uh, that's so you can have three. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously that's what we were kind of going for with the with the pairs because it's 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 handy because you can have you entered re rehearse. No. No. We've <laughs> Why not. Because not? <laughs> oh my. Because oh. it's only a couple of months away and we can enter. Yeah. No. We no. No. You can. No. No. <laughs> We'll you, you've made your boots, so you we'll do it next year. That's all I bet. I honestly, Kenny, I made these boots for this costume three years ago. They so are beautiful. amazing boots because I was at that stage. I was just like, I'm going to start with the boots, and I'm going to this is going to be like a year build. So the boots are pristine, but that is all I have. Um, and I, I I bought materials for it, uh, specifically leather, right? And uh, now the yeah it's like a lot of it's just like sitting around <laughs> currently like behind I, I robin might have used all of the leather so now all the leather has been used for like i don't know uh, handmade christmas gifts and things like that so. armor yeah. <laughs> I, I have used all the leather I yeah let you know that. yeah but i tell you what though like do so like researching the ecg when we were interested in it um i think it's it i think it's testament to a good judging criteria if if you can predict right so 
we we were kind of like right really looking into it we came to came to cos expo every year it's run i think like and then but, yeah, but so right. by the time we yeah so by the time like <laughs> we came to and something we quite like to do we're like obviously watching the competitions but we could act you can actually sit down watch the performances and even without like seeing them that close um yeah you get like if you know the criteria you get you get pretty damn close to like who you think is going to be in the top three you know it's a that's i think that's a pretty good pretty good sign of a decent judging system you know because if you if you if you have it and you're like wait what (laughs) What? we've never had that there we'll watch and be like wait what they won you know it's always been like ah yeah you'd be either them or them you know because you do like (laughs) not not the word not the word we we want to like say oh yeah we're sitting in the back bitching about everyone but yeah no we it's from from purely from purely a from purely a love of cosplay and the competition side of it yeah we will go like oh yeah that's a beautiful costume but they didn't use they didn't use the whole stage um they didn't tell a story because like you said sometimes people will come out and you're like i'm sure this is an amazing anime that you're uh lip syncing to but i have no idea what's going on i have, I have no idea what's what's happening whereas sometimes people can come out and i have no idea i've never played a dark souls game in my life and they'll come out and they'll literally tell a story with a beginning middle and end using <laughs> all the and i know exactly yeah. what their character is about i'm like oh I know that he's obviously some sort of hero. The The box is deadly. Everything is deadly <laughs> yeah. in this person's world. And it sucks to be in this world. And they've told a story. I'm like, that's a good performance. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. And then then obviously it's a good, that's what makes a good competition then. Because it's like... Because the competition for us, it's not about people competing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they win. They get prizes. But at the end of the day, it's a show yeah. for people that you have to make interesting and with people just mouthing and just pacing yeah if you see 20 of them consecutively it's gonna get well boring so not just that from the organization side we try to i think i'm sure a lot of cons try to spread it out as well yeah because i think we have a strict submission form that we vet everything and say (laughs) okay this is probably going to be as fun as ever so we'll put this over here and yeah space them out that kind of stuff yeah yeah but uh, the other thing i guess as well is because there's not people aren't put in front of competitions like that so yeah i mean obviously you do get people that enter every competition in any kind of hobby that's competitive or sport that's competitive and they'll just show up and do the same thing over and over again and then they like oh i've never won um but you will probably have people that have yeah yeah exactly but you you will have you will have people that just have gone to convention and oh that's how they do it they come out they do a twirl and then they come back and then they're like oh there's a big competition i could win this prize i'm going to enter and they haven't because they haven't read what the the criteria are and they'll show up and they'll just they'll just do it so i I guess i guess that's one reason to have to push that in your email or they've not like looked at you know prejudging you you know they've not actually Mm. read that information and they've come like completely unprepared and then they're standing there in front of with like you know a minute or two minutes amount of time to explain what they did but they've not brought any pictures or any evidence or anything that people can actually look at we do we do i think specify you should bring material to show your progress picture yeah you can submit it online Mm -hmm. but bring a progress book with you to do that kind of stuff i brought my several Files. <laughs> so everyone can have one. 
that's another thing about prejudging. Um, again, another can of worms open. There's a lot of bitching on the internet. Oh, this person was robbed of that costume, but you didn't see the judges or see what the judges saw in that closed room where they just literally touch everything of your yeah. costume. Yes. Maybe the judges are wrong. There's a chance that they may be wrong, but maybe their seams are just completely yeah. hot glued in. That, that should, kind of yeah, stuff. That should also be a predictor. If the if the yeah, because but you can't see it from afar. No, so we'll like say, oh yeah, you know that person, that person, that person. You know that they're they're probably well up there because that was a really good performance. And from here, it looks great. And then there's a winner. It's just like, oh yeah, that 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 uh, dress must have been absolutely <laughs> flawless. Like they must have done. Like they must have been. It must have been absolutely spot on. You know, and you, that's that's yeah, that's part of it. That's the predictor. Um, so how, how many is, is is there a change in the number of judges for ECG? Is it three, still three? No. Well, we always pick an odd number uh -huh. because if there's a deciding vote, there's always going to be yeah, one. a clear yeah. win. Yeah. Um, I've seen splits before and it was a pain when they argue. So we always pick not an odd number. Five is a bit too much because we're poor, so three mm -hmm. is the n magic number, I suppose. Yeah. So ECG finals is five, I think. Okay, yeah. Okay. So so what, because you mentioned, you mentioned earlier about like point, like point score is there's no points in well it's discussion yeah. mark scheme no it is points mm -hmm. our points everyone marks out up to 10 because mm -hmm. 10's an easy number to mark to yeah you can always everyone counts to 10 and from there we have a sheet excel sheet that calculates the percentages because in each category performance and well not no cons that I know do this. Mm -hmm. So this is a first um, for us anyways. Yeah. Um, we put those scores of 10 yeah. into the spreadsheet or they can type it if we have enough tablets lying around. Mm -hmm. um, and then for the performance section, it's split into three different categories. Um, the number of skills used or whatever else how clean it yeah. is i can't remember just read, read the paper pdf i suppose yeah. um if whoever's interested um but out of those three sections we have a weighting system so if it's you know 25 percent and then 10 and 5 yeah the 10 the score of 10 will be weighted that way yeah it would come up with a final score for yeah. performance and um craftsmanship mm -hmm. and then the total at the end and obviously that would highlight the top five or top 10 or something like that, yeah. depending on how many entries we have. And from there, it's a discussion. Yeah. If there's a clear winner and then they pick something else, we will spot it and go, hang on, judges, what the f*** are you guys doing? Um, but I don't think that's ever happened, but we're no. prepared for that. The convention shouldn't interfere. Yeah. But if we're feeling it's unfairly judged, we will interfere. Um, and for one of the competitions that we've ran for another event uh, recently, um, don't really want to put names in, mm -hmm. um, I did step in because I feel one of the contestants were judged a bit too harshly. Okay. Um, yeah. It could have been for personal, you know, disagreements in the past, mm -hmm. but I had to step in and go back up. So we shouldn't interfere, but if we feel, again, because we're all cosplayers, we have yeah. all been judges, we've all competed as well. Mm -hmm. I think it is, or even in, even in the convention, the, the clauses, the terms and conditions, mm -hmm. we wrote um, judges' decisions are finals, um, but if anything goes wrong, the event would step in, that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 
So it's just, it's, everything's out there. It's nice and clear. And like you said, it was a full PDF there. Everything is there for everyone to have the information. Yeah. Um, And I think that's really important. The fact that you are all, you know, cosplayers or have that experience because then you've all had positive and possibly negative experiences as well within the competition side of it. And I mean, we've not done a huge amount, but done quite a few of the prejudging things and, the difference between because I have had prejudging ones which ha- have have not been too, too too comfortable, should we say? But the one the one that I had um, Cos Expo was great. I, but we ended up just there was a lot of laughing. I remember, which I remember was a, a weird one because it was just it was um, there was something about the people that were there and went in, and I had this urukai head and instantly just people want to chop the urukai head around and i was like yes because i want you to know how awesome this is and how well made it is so let's play and we had a lot of fun and we went through the costume and everything and i remember coming up going oh okay what happens that was great fun i just got to meet some really cool people yeah. <laughs> whereas yeah and that just makes a big difference and makes you nice and happy and positive to go for the competition after a nice positive prejudging yeah as much as i like to claim all the credit it's all the team we you know we all spend time having the judges around who's actually got the skills oh that's another f- drama that i went into mm-hmm. uh choosing judges based <laughs> on their colors i'm like no who does that I'm like i don't if i get invited yet yeah, even though i probably do tick a lot of boxes i at least lie to me just don't, hey so, Kenny, yeah. you wanna be, uh, you wanna judge because you know you have skills. Rather than, hey Kenny, you wanna, seen. <laughs> you wanna judge because you're a f- Asian? I'm like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I got a really grumpy email from someone saying, oh, your panel of judges are white and whatever else, oh, and really? had that kind of bullshit drama, which I mean, I'll discuss outside of the podcast. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sensitive can of worms. Yeah. Well, it's, it's there, and it's also obviously that's that's difficult as well in a small community as well. Yeah, you know? but we we do spend a lot of time trying to uh, have a diversity of skills rather than diversity of other yeah. things. Also, yeah, yeah you're you're bringing <laughs> the thing is when you bring people in internationally, you're literally doing a small cultural exchange because they're even if it's cosplay culture, it's just it's a different they they yeah. by definition have a different outlook on what they're doing, you know, because they just, they live in a different country and they're like, oh, this is how we do it over here, you know? And it's, it's yeah, you're, you're, you're getting value because you're experiencing their, their culture side of it. Again, a mix of skills, like someone who's done a lot of armor work depend or leather work, um, I guess they would be the expert on that. And other judges will recognize that because one of them might be slightly better at sewing the others. Everyone has all round skills because there's no point having one person that, that only ever does one thing because it would be biased in that sense. Yeah. So yeah. trying to do something, yeah, they might excel in one skill, but they also have other skills. Those people are hard to find. And yeah. We do spend a lot of time. And then obviously um, having the judges happy means everyone else is happy because they won't be miserable judging and that's why you got your experience happy that kind of stuff so there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes that you don't see and i guess i'm happy that you're you had a good experience some people might not have so come yeah no we've been to well well put put it this way i know we we discussed this a little bit before we start recording like we already we we already had tickets for your for your uh third event because of because of covid but uh but yeah, your convention was the only convention we went to this year because we were like we're taking a break from cosplay and we were like good, spent so much money on LARP 
and we were like, oh yeah, we'll go to we'll go we'll go we'll go to Cos Expo. So, um, is there anything because we're we're overtime actually? Uh, is there anything you want to? People daft saying, is there anything you want to plug? Um, but is there anything any other information on Cos Expo you want to put out to the world? Come to Cos Expo. Come to Cos Expo. When is, when, is, <laughs> where, where, when is it? Where is it? Um, it is on the first and second of April. I thought it'd be funny to put on the first because April Fools. No, no one else actually found it funny, but I did. So whatever. <laughs> um, and it is it, actually on the first, right? Yes, it is actually on the first. Or is it <laughs> April Fools? Um, it's at the University of Reading. I used to study there. It's got a huge campus with a lot of photo opportunities. Um, that time is usually cherry blossom time, so you see a lot of cherry blossom pictures yeah i can and attest to that it's beautiful it is amazing around there yeah it's not gorgeous. just um cherry blossoms because everyone seems to have found the garden now there's bamboo stuff lying around um ba bamboo bushes lying around the campus industrial area just it's not just about the pictures yeah. do attend the workshop because this year we have um bought a whole bunch of circuit board, board and pre-programmed them before the event it's the and circuits is the one that I am yes. like, I want to go to that because first comes circuits. first serve. I think we only have about 30 or 40 circuit boards to give out. Um, though, you know, there's theory, not everyone's going to hold a soldering iron because I don't want to set the fire alarms off and be liable for that shit. So <laughs> some bits might be pre-soldered. So you get the opportunity yeah. of doing it yourself again. Yes. What other events buys circuit boards? to give to people to learn and you know po program some led strips we do come to cos expo go to cos expo yeah yeah so the, like, the, like i said the gardens and all that we even though we went to all like the three events you've done it wasn't until the most recent event that we actually discovered like the gardens and the rocks and the rocks and the rocks the rocks <laughs> passing everyone being like we're looking for these landmarks we know we need to find the rocks and the gardens and people are like oh yes and they're, they're giving us all these directions did you like, know we have an interactive map no no we've had that for map. two years running now we have a google maps <laughs> on the website check the website people <laughs> i swear um, we read everything beforehand. yeah we read everything totally yeah. and it just has all the landmarks and pictures because we went to the campus took some pictures and put it on google maps with pinpoints yeah. and people are like oh you don't have anything we don't know where anything is you should maybe have more signs i'm like yeah. it's a digital age yeah to be, to, to be... And who's gonna put up the signs be running around in the morning i put up 50 that's signs already there still aren't <laughs> that's another can of worms never pleasing everyone first year we had 30 signs people complained there weren't enough signs we had another 20 bought in i ran around the entire campus again because expo is in a huge company we do everything ourselves mm -hmm. despite the misconception um ran around the entire campus and then 50 signs up Oh, I still can't find my way. You need more signs here and that. You know what? F it. And then the last year, we just took up every signs in protest. I didn't put a single sign up in protest. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. then people complained there aren't enough signs. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, signs, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't, you, you can't please everyone. To, to be fair, like the, I think the first two years. So like, yes. thousand whatever. So you're, you're, the first year you ran, I think it was. I think it was quite. I think like the weather was quite grey. So I think yeah. we and we were like uh, we we could just kind of hung out outside. I think the second was it like well there was one event where it was like windy and rainy, 
And the second one. The second yeah, one, it was yeah. The second yeah. one, because that, oh, you remember well, we were like running from one building to the other because we we're like, That's the right. workshop yeah. or something was in one of the other bits. And I was yes. like, we're getting in, in line yeah. for that and we're like, we're going to run and yeah. get there. <laughs> but last year, it was beautiful and everyone was out in those gardens and it was amazing. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it was. And it was to the point where we were like, "Oh, there's a there's a there's, there's workshops going on. <laughs> like, we need to get Come cause, back because it's like you say, it's, it's a big campus, and then the cosplayers are all spread out everywhere, and it's yep. amazing. But at the same time, you're like, this is actually going to take us like five ten minutes to get back for this <laughs> workshop currently, and it keeps yeah. going as well because you tur- you kept turning around because someone had like picked us up. We were supposed to be meeting. Oh no, Robin was going to do like the uh, like a critical role." Uh, meetup cosplay meetup yeah. yeah and everyone was trying to like organize it and then <laughs> people were like oh have you seen the, the 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 critical role cosplay group and like it can't be that hard to find we didn't find them they were like <laughs> we didn't find them at all but we kept turning corners and being like oh wow look at this bit and then we'd carry on because they weren't there and then the next bit we'd be like oh there's more you know someone was having like wedding photos oh, wait, 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 yeah, we having like a wedding Oh, was there? Yeah, yeah, like a bride and groom, like oh, wow. literally walked into. <laughs> so, is that area where like there's there's like tons of the um the, the cherry blossom trees? Blossoms, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost yeah. Like a oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were and, having a pic- yeah, yeah. And they just came in. They came in amongst us all. Just like just went. Oh, oh well. <laughs> they are dressed up too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we were like, is that cosplayer? Are they actually getting married? <laughs> oh well uh you got to take the opportunity um awesome uh anything else you want to anything else you want to plug anything else you want to um no no fantastic happy Fantas- to chat all day yeah yeah no you'll have to you'll have to come on again it was this has been it's been awesome it's always, it's always a good sign when you like go over time by like 20 minutes um <laughs> and like oh crap we've been we've been we've been going that we haven't it's you it's you uh, thing is it's usually a good sign if you're like if you're heading to overtime you're like Oh, we haven't. We're half an hour from time. We haven't mentioned this. We haven't mentioned that. It's always a sign. It's always a sign of a good guest. So thank you very much, Kenny, for uh, no, coming for on. Me. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. We appreciate you, and we'll say goodbye to the podcast. Right, bye everyone. Bye everyone. Bye podcast. I've got to wave to the camera, Kenny. Come on, come on. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for stopping by. If you enjoyed this show, make sure that you subscribe and follow so you know when the next episode is posted. If you're interested in Kenny and his cosplay work, or if you're interested in Cos Expo, the information will be in the description of the episode. That is it from us today, but if you want to go check out some of our other content, you can go and do that. But until next time, we love you and stay safe.